My name is Leslie Payne. Welcome to day 20 of Below the Median Income. Some background information about how I came up with this. First is the Jim Rohn quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Secondly, on March 12, 2018, Director Joshua V. Barr of the Des Moines Civil and Human Rights Commission said, We have 75% of students experiencing some form of poverty in Des Moines public schools. So what can we do to improve that outlook? Research has shown that if a person remains in an impoverished condition up through their adolescent years, they are more likely to remain in that position as they become older and become adults. That information made me think of a person being in a space that they could see but were not participating in. It evolved into an idea for an art installation of aerial images of Des Moines displayed on the floor. The images place the visitor outside the space they routinely travel. The audio components are interview recordings obtained from people involved with public or nonprofit organizations. The interviews tell the visitor about where that person routinely travels. The installation contrasts Des Moines ranking as a best-in-nation place to live, Iowa nice reputation of being overly friendly and go out of our way to help fellow citizens, and the visitor's personal story of where they travel in the city. You are listening to the audio component of my project. I didn't want the interviews to be an unheard story in a gallery setting. The best way I thought to prevent that was to make them available as a podcast. My guest for day 20 is the executive director of One Iowa, Daniel Hoffman Zinnel. One Iowa advances, empowers, and improves the lives of LGBTQ Iowans statewide. Thank you for joining me, Daniel. What pronouns do you use? Thank you for having me. I use he, him, his pronouns. I use she, her, hers. Yes. What suburb of Des Moines do you live in? I live in Bondurant. Who do you live with? My husband, Charles, and our three dogs, Chloe, Dylan, and Wyatt. <laughs> Finish the sentence. When I step outside the place I live, I see... Water. When I step outside the place I live, I hear... Birds. Where did you grow up? I grew up on a farm outside of a very tiny town in northwest Iowa called Pomeroy. About 650 people in Calhoun County. The entire county has one stoplight in the entire county, so... A very rural place, very conservative. I'm the youngest of four kids. My dad and brother still farm on our family farm. And I was very fortunate in that my grandparents' house was across the road out in the country. So I saw my grandparents on my dad's side every single day of my life growing up, which I'm very fortunate to have. We came to Des Moines many times growing up. Des Moines was the place we would come. We were closer to Des Moines than Omaha or Minneapolis, and so Des Moines was the big city that we would come to. Pomeroy Palmer is known for basketball, so I remember every year we would make it to state in basketball. As kids, that was always a fun time to go to Veterans Memorial Auditorium to state basketball, and I think that Vets Auditorium and state basketball was like my first impression of this really exciting time for our town because... People from our town showed up. A huge percentage of people from our town would come and watch. How did you end up living in Des Moines? 
I came to Des Moines to actually perform at Adventureland of all places. So I got a job to sing and dance on the Soden Sound stage at Adventureland in the summer of 2006. If you've been to Adventureland, it's the stage that comes up from out of the ground. So I was one of those people and it was the best summer job ever. It should have been a reality show because we all lived together in a home owned by Adventureland and then worked together. We did eight shows a day. There were six of us performers. Every six day we had a day off, but I set the world record of days in a row. Worked, and I think it was 27 days in a row that I worked. I performed close to a thousand times that summer, and I think that helped contribute to my ability to be in front of people without necessarily being nervous. Why have you stayed? I love Iowa. I feel like my childhood taught me a lot. It created a very strong work ethic in me that I'm very grateful for. I don't ever want to go back and do manual labor like I did in my childhood, but I think that experience taught me a lot. I loved our animals. We had sheep, cattle, pigs, horses, donkey, geese, goats, like every single animal you could think of. And I just really value that experience of being around animals. That is one of the reasons why I love Iowa. The agricultural aspect of Iowa is something that I think is really endearing to Iowa. But I think Des Moines has made significant changes over the past few years to add to the quality of life that I really care about. So arts, culture, music, theater, all those things are things that I care about. We have the best bike trails, I think, in the country. And there are things to do along the way and really nice sceneries. Within Des Moines, if you put yourself out there as a leader, you can really see tangible things that you're making an impact in. And so that's one of the reasons why I think we have such great success in advancing movements is we can see those tangible things happen because we're not too big where we're a huge pond and little fish. Well, and I think our leaders are so accessible, which is really nice. Fortunately, there are many things that we need to work on. I think the one economy is, is a huge thing that shows a, a glaring area of disparity within our community and really focusing on racial equity. Even in the work that One Iowa does, there's really important things that need to be done in order to improve the lives of LGBTQ folks and especially our transgender non-binary community members. Do you follow a religious practice or attend a place of worship? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which one, how does it play a role in your life? Um, That's a complex thing that I haven't... It hasn't been a priority right now in my life, but it's played a role in who I am today. I grew up in the ELCA Lutheran Church and was an active member as a child. We went to church every Sunday. I was part of Sunday school and confirmed through the church and definitely value that experience. I think churches play a huge role in community building. It allows for people to have connection with each other. Especially in small town Iowa, I think the church plays a huge role whenever something bad happens to somebody. The church is a mechanism for the community to step in and lend a hand or provide food, whatever that sort of thing. definitely shaped who I am today, and I think it's something that I'm continually thinking about. I am now a member of the Irwindale UCC, United Church of Christ. That's where Charles and I got married. Right now, my career is my focus, and so I don't have a lot of time to really devote to going to church, but I definitely believe in a higher power, and I think things are connected 
I think we're all connected and things happen for a reason. I want to believe that there's a reason for the way things happen. So that's kind of what drives me. I was just talking about this with somebody else, but I read at our pastor when I was growing up because in confirmation, a lot of our conversations, he really encouraged us to challenge things. Like if things didn't make sense to challenge them. And, and that I think sparked a lot more conversation about what the Bible really says and how it impacts people's lives. I give him a lot of credit for kind of instituting that mechanism for us to develop more critical thinking skills and not just take the Bible for face value of the words that we see in here. How has volunteering your time made an impact on your life? One of my personal values is joy. I have five personal values and joy is one of those five. Without joy, there would be an empty spot in my life. If I don't have a belly laugh every single day, there's something wrong. So I try to experience some sort of joy, whether that's a belly laugh or just service to others. In general, the research shows it contributes to people's overall quality of life. And so if we can get more people to engage in their community, volunteer, give back, I think that will improve our overall health and well-being. Personally, I was a 10-year 4-H'er, and that was probably one of the first groups that I was involved in that really focused on community service. So we did a lot of volunteering as a 4-H group and would in a variety of things. I think that just instituted the importance of volunteering. Now I get to be selective in where I devote my limited time. As an individual who's running a nonprofit, I do have limited time, but I still want to do things that I am passionate about. These are things that allow me to be creative and allow me to get that outlet because I think of myself as a creative person, even though I'm not technically like an artist, but I don't think you necessarily have to be a technical artist to be a creative person. You mentioned joy as one of your five personal values. What are the other four? That's the one I think about the most. What are the other four? Authenticity, diplomacy, thoughtfulness, and innovation. What motivates you? Ooh, a lot of things. I think internalized homophobia is still a motivator for me to continue to overcompensate and be the best I can, which is something I probably need to talk to my therapist about more. The trailblazers, the pioneers, the people whose shoulders we all stand on as to why we have the legal rights and protections we do today and why we're able to see how much advancement we have within the movement. Those are people who continue to motivate me, whether that's the transgender women of color who had the courage to fight back in Stonewall 50 years ago this summer, like Marsha B. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, to our Iowa trailblazers like Sharon Malero. So many others who had the courage to come out in the 60s, 70s, 80s. To Robert Eichelberry, who opened up Iowa's first gay bar, the Blazing Saddle, 35, almost 36 years ago. I want to continue their legacy, and they continue to motivate me because I don't want to let them down. They built this movement. One other thing that really motivates me is our youth. They inspire me a lot, and they motivate me to want to create a world that is better for them than it was for me when I was their age. 
Do you vote in elections? Yes. Local and national, which ones? All. Why is it important to you? I think our local elections are just as important as any other election, and unfortunately, they oftentimes get overlooked. There are decisions made each and every day that impact all of us, whether we realize it or not, whether it's on the school board, city council, or planning and zoning. These are things that impact our communities. They impact the lives of our community members. Voting is so important so that we have more representation of our constituency. We at One Iowa believe in more representation of LGBTQ people, especially in these positions of power. Unfortunately, we have a very low representation. 0.1% of all elected officials are out LGBTQ people. So without that representation, we lack a voice. So there has been a lot of research done to show when you have an out LGBTQ person in public office, that alone influences positive LGBTQ inclusive policies. So elections impact our lives. They sometimes save lives. I can't stress enough the importance of our local elections because those are also the pipeline to developing potential candidates that run for higher office as well. If we can create that pipeline of good folks who are a good representation of our community, I think that's all in all a good thing for our community. What do you do for yourself? Mm, A lot of things. (laughs) One of the big things I do is I go down the YouTube rabbit hole. So I am a sucker for those very emotional auditions on like, I love all things British. So like Britain's Got Talent or X Factor UK, like those types of shows that have those really emotional auditions, like I'm a sucker for them. And that's what gives me a lot of joy. But I also love Real Housewives are just a great thing for me to watch because I don't have to think and it's entertaining. But other things like exercise is so critical to contributing to my overall health. Being healthy is a really important piece to allowing me to do the things that I love to do. And if I'm not healthy, then I can't do those things. Exercising, whether that's biking, kayaking, running, uh, lifting weights, those are really critical. And this is very privileged of me, but going to a spa, in lieu of vacations, Charles and I would go and get pedicures or get facials, those sorts of things. When is the last time you asked for help? Hmm, this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I am not shy about asking for help. I wasn't always one that could do that because I think of us getting a little maybe deeper than you had anticipated for this question, but I think internalized homophobia plays a huge role in me desiring the need to be perfect because I was overcompensating for my internal battles that I was going through in order to devote my energy to something positive rather than think about my sexual orientation. I would try to be the best at everything I did, whether that was sports, in school, music, 4-H and FFA, showing animals, I thought I had to be the best. That really contributed to me wanting to do things so perfectly that I couldn't ask for help or felt like I couldn't ask for help. With the culture we've created here at our organization, I feel like values, just a different way of looking at things and encourages us to really combat us all thinking the same way. That has allowed me to be able to 
ask for help when needed and really trust our team to do the things that they need to do because we're growing very rapidly, which is really exciting. We have people who are very talented, who are very capable, and that allows me to trust them even more to do the things that they all can do. What does success look like for you? I think one of the biggest things that has been the blueprint of our organization is changing people's hearts and minds. It started by trying to change people's hearts and minds and support a marriage equality and that where we need to change the most hearts and minds is to recognize that transgender people exist, that they are human beings, that they deserve the same dignity and respect as any other person, and they are important community members. They're our neighbors, they're in all parts of our state, and I think that's a kind of tangible short-term goal, hopefully it's a short-term goal, that we really need to devote our resources and leverage our privilege and power for good by connecting the broader community with the transgender community. Personally, success looks like using my privilege and power for good, whether that's influencing the people in my network that I can influence to take action or to think about their biases differently or just to think about the world differently and ignite action. I think that's what success looks like for me personally, too. Describe a day in your life as executive director of One Iowa. My week is different depending on the the week. A lot of meetings. So I do a lot of coffee meetings, meeting with other leaders, other organizations, other community members to strategically talk about how we can partner together or how we can support the work they do or how they can support the work that One Iowa does. A lot of my time is spent just meeting with people, which I love. I love connecting with others and developing relationships with people and finding a reciprocal relationship where each party gets something out of that relationship. A lot of media. I do a lot of, of talking with radio, television, newspapers, digital media. That's some of my time. Fundraising and events. We do a lot of events at when I was. There's usually an event we're working on that week, the week of, or just trying to do promotions on that and planning the specific details for the event. One Iowa offers presentations, workshops, and trainings to groups and organizations around Iowa. The first time we were in the same space was at the Des Moines Art Center in August 2018. We partnered with assistant curator Jared Ledzima for an evening of LGBTQ awareness building, advocacy, and exploring queer themes within the Art Center's collection. Your introduction included an exercise with questions about ordering a drink. Can you share more about that? One of the things I love to do is an icebreaker with impact. So not just any icebreaker, but we ask some specific questions in order to get you thinking about the topic maybe a little bit more, at least get your mind kind of jiving with, oh, maybe I need to think about things a little bit differently. Generally, the exercise we do for our icebreaker includes your name, pronouns. Leslie. Pronouns. She, her, hers. Then I ask two specific questions. The first question is, how do you take your coffee? 
And with that question, you get two options and only two options. Two options are plain or cream and sugar. This is the only thing I will force you to do today, and there are no other options. I don't care if you hate coffee or if you only drink it with cream and not sugar. Those are not options. So for today, how do you take your coffee, plain or cream and sugar? And you can't choose both either. Plain. Second question I ask, if I'm taking you to your favorite coffee shop, I'll even buy today. Keep in mind, at least in Des Moines, some coffee shops serve alcohol, so literally any drink is on the table. What would you order at a coffee shop? Iced tea. And just for the record, I don't drink. horribly <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Which is part of the reason why we do this. There are always going to be some individuals who don't treat coffee, and so that really kind of sparks the conversation from there to talk about how we have so many forms or just in general binary options of genders because people to think about huh by this simple activity just talking about coffee they relate so much to things that we experience in real life